0: This podcast is a production of the Johns Hopkins University Press. To learn more, please visit press.jhu.edu journals. Thank you for tuning in to this Johns Hopkins University Press podcast. My name is Brian Shea, and I am the Public Relations and Advertising Manager for the Journals Division. Lutheran Churches Worldwide will celebrate the 500th anniversary of the start of the Protestant Reformation on October 31, 2017. The journal Lutheran Quarterly has created a virtual timeline to highlight seminal works from the journal's pages on significant events in the history of the church. Visit LutheranQuarterly.com to access the timeline. Martin Lorman, Assistant Professor of Lutheran Confessions and Heritage at Wartburg Theological Seminary and the Webmaster for Lutheran Quarterly, joined us to talk about the creation of the timeline and how it can be used by scholars across the globe. Thank you for joining me today, Martin. Tell me, what do you hope the timeline will do for people who look over the content? What do you hope their
1: experience is? I hope they see... uh... The breadth of the tradition, you know, the Lutheranism, while it started in central Germany, uh, really has become a global expression of Christianity, uh, that it's more diverse and rich in terms of its people and its thinking than we might think at the first glance.
0: What was the process like to find articles that represented significant events? You're talking about 500 years 30 years of the journal. So that's a lot to narrow down. Talk, just talk a little bit about that effort that, you, that uh, you and I guess other people had to go through.
1: Yeah, it's a big project. But what I was doing was looking for the diversity of authors, diversity of topics, as well as looking for major uh, moments in Lutheran history that also connect with global history, you know, like uh fall of the Berlin Wall, Mm -hmm. study of colonialism and its impact on local peoples, gender issues. So all these ways that theology really has impacted uh, people's daily lives, uh, sometimes in not so good ways, but often in ways that lead to life and good things, Uh, but to also be honest about the, the harder sides of church history and Christianity.
0: What did you learn doing that? I mean, obviously, this is your field. You you know a lot about it. Mm -hmm. But going through the back issues, what did you learn for yourself from going through this?
1: I learned, uh, first of all, how much great scholarship has been done, more than I would have even thought. And, um, you know, somebody in the field, it just reminded me that good works of academic study and historical research, like these things really last for a long time and it becomes an important witness. You know, the fact that somebody decades ago took the time and energy to really research people who had been forgotten or whose stories hadn't been heard or to overturn a you know, new information, you know, like pulling up rocks and seeing what's underneath there. And it's a good service. And so I was really grateful to people And I think in particular of the essay about Jehu Jones, the first African-American ordained in the United States, uh, the first African-American Lutheran, uh, or the history of Namibia that was written up and uh, included in in Lutheran Quarterly, the history of the Lutheran Church in Namibia. Those are going to be lasting contributions. So I was very thankful.
0: And I guess yourself as a scholar, this is kind of, One of the fun parts of your job to get to delve into something and learn even more in a field where you already have a lot of knowledge.
1: Yeah, it can feel, you know, sometimes like navel gazing or (laughs) like focusing on really obscure things. And you wonder if anybody will ever see it. But good works of history, good works of theology and study, you know, they're there to be resources. And uh, so that's affirming. Uh, And it really can make a difference, you know, to know these important stories of our past.
0: And I guess sometimes it might seem weird, but something that was written 28, 29 years ago still has lots of relevance. That was someone's passion then, but it still lives on and can be applied in lots of different ways.
1: Yeah, that's a a neat thing about history is um, good works of history endure. You know, somebody who took time with documents or with interviews, those become touchstones for later scholars or for thinkers, you know, way beyond the life maybe of the the study or even of the person who did it. Because what you're doing is, is lifting up primary sources, you know, so more than just opinions about the past, uh, which change and come and go and are, have more to do with us than about the past. You know, right. to lift up primary sources and voices, that's a really neat thing that other people can go to. Uh, down the road,
0: how do you hope uh, the site evolves? I mean, this is obviously something for a very important anniversary, but it it will last forever, hopefully, <laughs> unless the internet changes. But what do you hope uh, happens past the 500 year celebration?
1: Yeah, well, this actually is one of the hard things about this site uh, because so much of social media and so much of how we use the internet is like bite sized things, and this is actually a substantial resource where you could spend you know, weeks, <laughs> maybe yeah, yeah. even more, uh, actually exploring the essays and the topics. So one of the challenges is to keep this in front of people as a resource uh, so that, you know, it's a cool thing to do for the anniversary, sure, and maybe people browse it. But to know it's really there for a long-term contribution to how people think about uh, Lutheranism uh, around the world, centuries of Christian history, about uh you know, cross-cultural issues and religion, you know, that this is there to really offer an important service to the public who may be interested in some of these topics. So that's my hope is that it remains a substantial resource that gets used over time.
0: And it's almost like Lutheran Quarterly's version of a YouTube rabbit hole. You start clicking one article and you don't know where you might end up as you see what else is out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I really, I hope so. I mean, there's a whole lot of information, which on one hand is is a downside because of people liking bite-sized stuff. Uh, but I'm going to use it, you know, as a teacher, as somebody who can, you know, refer to articles and other uh, points of Christian history when I talk to other groups and say, you know, if you want to learn more about, you know, colonial Lutheranism in the United States or Christianity in Africa, you know, here's some sources.
0: Yeah, that seems like it, will, it could be a great resource for teachers to have things already uh, broken out for them where they might not have to do as much hunting and then can lead their students to great resources.
1: Yeah, and so that was a nice thing that Lutheran Quarterly offered and the editors decided it was okay to put these all these essays online for free. You know, um, hopefully it supports the journal long term <laughs> to do that, but to really show folks some really good scholarship and invite people into that. Really without cost. Right.
0: Well, that's great, Martin. We're really excited to share this, yeah. everyone. And thank you for joining me today.
1: It's been a pleasure. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to this Johns Hopkins University Press podcast. Please visit press.jhu.edu slash journals for more information.